0: Welcome to another episode of the Carousel Project. I am Josie and I'm Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about the orange bird. And I'm so excited because I think for once I might actually have Kate
1: beat. You might. Um, I, I love that little bird though. That, like,
0: I feel like finds these crazy <laughs> gems, but I feel like... <laughs> I have her beat this week,
1: so I'm very You excited. just might not that it's
0: a competition, but you know.
1: <laughs> it's still fun. But So Kate, um, do
0: you wanna jump into how the arm we can just jump right in because the yeah. orange bird really I mean he was born for marketing purposes. I kind of you know what I mean? Like I feel yeah. like that's kind of his whole thing. So Well
1: yeah, well what makes I think is a little is- easier. Yeah, well, what I think is cool is, like, not only did Disney get one of their attractions sponsored by the by the group, but they had the chance to make up this new character, which obviously was a part of the agreement. But here we are now, almost 50 years later, and he's seen everywhere because he's made his comeback. Um, but, yeah, basically they wanted the FCC to um, sponsor one of their attractions for when they were opening Walt Disney World. And um, the, FCC- the FCC... Oh, um, the Florida (laughs) Citrus Commission, Commission, Florida Citrus Commission, the FCC. The FCC Um,
0: sounds very official for literally being about orange juice.
1: Yeah. Um, but you know, they wanted to have some sort of a mascot associated with their attraction and their juice stands and all that in the parks. And Disney did not want to give up Mickey or any of their, um, people. So they said, fine, we'll create something for you. And that's how we got the orange bird. And now I actually don't have
0: what ride was he associated with?
1: Ooh, you don't know this.
0: Oh,
1: Helen oh, yes. okay. knows the owner. <laughs> I do. Okay, um he was actually—they actually sponsored the Tiki Room, which when they opened oh it, it yes, was called tropical, tropical Serenade, Serenade because oh. they wanted to try to work in the name with the fact that it was citrus commission. So. I totally thought
0: for a second yeah. when you said the way you just said "ride" because oh, I, I said I think, "ride." Yes, I, I think an attraction. the Tiki Room as an attraction, oh. attraction. which yeah, totally. Right. Like I just wasn't thinking. Yeah. I thought maybe because I know when Magic Kingdom opened, they had the ride where Buzz Lightyear is now. And I know that that was sponsored by an airline, but I was like, oh, maybe I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And it was sponsored by...
1: No, no, you caught me. Technically, I should have said attraction. But yeah, what I think is cool, though, is that they changed the name to Tropical Serenade to try to meet them in the middle, you know, so it would be Mm -hmm. relative with the whole orange bird thing. And I actually
0: didn't know, and I'm actually doing the research, I saw a bunch Mm. of flip-flopping, but that right now where Aloha Isle is is where the original um, Sunshine Tree Terrace was. And then I saw that back in 2012... Um, for the Walt Disney World fortieth, after the twenty five year hi- hiatus, and we'll talk about that. But yeah, that yeah, they yeah. did flip that; that did, they did. become the the yeah. orange uh, the the that did become the sunshine tree at Terrace again, which I didn't. I didn't know that that space flip-flopped, I guess, so much. I feel like the Dole Whip is so iconic, you know, like you think that that's been Aloha Isle forever.
1: Yeah, no, and I thought the same thing, and maybe it's because I really didn't even try Dole Whip until maybe 2015. I don't even know who I am, but um, (laughs) I think that's probably why I didn't pay as much attention to that area um, because we were usually riding, like, pirates or whatever. We didn't spend a lot of time there. But, yeah, um, seeing the old pictures of the orange bird mascot which oh is not a thing anymore i would I have wish. loved to have met him One, i'm um, surprised he hasn't come back i know maybe how cool would it be the flower and garden us. if
0: they had him as like a meet and greet character i know right now because of covid restrictions they can't yeah but how cool but would maybe that be after if that. He like met in the front in that little gazebo where duffy i met like said a years this ago?
1: in 2018 on my blog i'm still like confused why they don't even have an orange bird topiary at flowering garden because they put <gasps> him, him all over so their stuff cute. and i'm like it would be so simple I like i actually actually said that three years ago I actually so
0: when I worked for the Walt Disney Company one of the last Mm -hmm. things I worked on was Flower and Garden Festival which was a dream to get to work on it it's my favorite festival although most of the pieces I worked on never made it to anything because of COVID Um, but I actually did a lot of research on the orange bird and on Spike the Bee um, yeah I don't know much about him so I did some deep diving and I wrote this really Ooh, awesome article sis. and I talked I reached out to the Imagineering team and had a meeting <gasps> with Imagineering That's um, so cool. and I got to do all this really cool research on um, Spike the Bee and the internal yeah. cast magazine um, I did you know the, basically everything for Flower and Garden and then it never got put anywhere so I don't uh, know if they've used it since I've I, I guess I could ask my since old they team, have the research um, <laughs> since it's already, I mean it was a totally written article it was a really amazing 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 story I probably should ask my old team if I can share it at some point because it was like one of my most prized writing pieces I love doing the research I love talking to people um but yeah I think that would be super cute if there was an orange bird topiary I love all the merchandise um but yeah so all the way back in the beginning, um, you know, the orange bird was created to represent the sunshine pavilion, which I thought it was cool that they referred to it, you know, the tropical serenade and, and the sunshine tree terrace, you know, the yeah. partnership. Um, so he was there from 1971, like on opening day, which I mm-hmm. thought that was really, really cool because you like, I think that's a big deal. And I know you feel the same way. Like, opening oh yeah, day stuff is just such a big deal. Um, I thought it was really cool that he was created he was created by Don McLaughlin McLaughlin I'm probably butchering his last name Um, but he was the art director for publicity so I thought that was really cool because that just goes to show like this character was created not by like for advertisement yeah exactly like he (laughs) was created and designed by for the purposes of publicity and marketing by that department you know it wasn't a publicity department that developed Mickey Mouse or all the other characters we know but no the orange bird were was created just for that. And then someone named Bill Justice was the person who developed the walk-around character that would walk around Adventureland. Um, and I just oh, I love him. I think that he's he has such a cool story. Um And I love that he was more than just for the parks. And this goes more into the marketing. That Orange Bird was everywhere. Like TV, print ads. Like he was a spokesperson for the Florida Citrus Commission and could be seen in all those ads. But then was also utilized in Disney ads too, all throughout the 70s. And so I thought that was really cool. Because again, like just so goes back to that he was created. This character that really in the last few years has become so beloved was created totally as a marketing. Just for
1: marketing. Yeah. yeah well I mean um, I read that apparently in 1972 they put six million dollars FCC put six million dollars behind an advertising campaign just for him and I'm sure Disney was thrilled because getting that traffic especially mm-hmm. from Florida because I know he was really well known around Florida mm-hmm. specifically because you know obviously Florida Citrus Commission yeah. but um, the fact that his home and where he was located was in Disney at Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. in Adventureland so cool. was just so- so cool it's so
0: vintage like Disney yeah his coloring is so 70s like Mm -hmm. I just think he is so cool and um I thought it was really cool another thing I found was that he doesn't speak so I know we know a lot of the characters like don't speak but yeah he just thinks orange thoughts (laughs) which I thought was so cute and he has like little speech bubbles um but I thought that was so so cute um And yeah, it was really cool just to hear. So the Imagineers who worked on bringing Orange Bird back, they Mm. talked about and they had people in that video talking about how one of the first things they would see when they would drive to Florida was the Orange Bird. You know, like even before you got to Disney property, like the orange bird was welcoming you to Florida and apparently there was like a Florida welcome center and you could stop there and get orange juice and the orange bird was everywhere. Um, And for me, that's really cool because so I didn't know who the orange bird was probably until I was like 21 yeah and I remember yeah, that very he specifically was then. yeah I remember that very specifically because I didn't come to the parks much as a kid and so when I turned yeah. 21 my dad brought me and my dad the orange bird always reminds me of my dad he loves him he loves like vintage Aww. Disney stuff and he loves yeah. anything orange flavored so he loves um we're both big fans of the citrus <laughs> swirl and so, when I was a kid, we had family living in Florida, and I always remember they would send, like, these huge boxes of oranges, and the orange oh, bird yeah. wasn't on them, but for no. some reason, I just feel that connection to, like, Florida and oranges was always such a thing to me as a kid. Like, I loved when our family yeah. would send me send them to us because they were so fresh and juicy, and I would eat them with my grandma, and... I don't know I just thought that was so cool to hear the Imagineers talk about how the orange bird was kind of a piece of that story for them Um, and again it's so crazy because he was created for marketing and he has such a nostalgic um, you know heartfelt tie to him.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, there's really no way that we, our age group, would have known about the Orange mm-hmm. Bird because they parted ways in 1987. I wasn't born until 93. I didn't go to Disney till 96. So he was well out of the parks by then. Yeah. And that's the thing. Disney owned that character. So mm-hmm. even after they parted ways, it's not like they could have still used him for marketing because they were already paying Disney royalties and fees to use him in their advertising during... Their partnership, so so Disney did own him. Yes, okay. they owned okay, him, go. and um, whenever they did the sponsorship extension or whatever um, before they finally parted ways, mm-hmm. um, it was it was like. Uh, going from 150k to 190k like so they had jumped up the price for like 40,000 I think it was per year Mm -hmm. but anyway the point is it was getting more expensive they weren't seeing the juice sales in the parks they were having to pay to put orange bird on anything yeah so that's why the Florida Citrus Commission FCC as I say um they that's why they were like this isn't worth we could sell our orange juice elsewhere. Yeah. And and I was, I I wonder, and this
0: is such a weird thing to wonder, but I wonder Mm -hmm. what the landscape was of selling orange juice back in the day, because we think about it now, there are so many brands, but I feel like back in the day, people really more than now connected Florida with orange juice. And maybe I'm wrong in that people still have that, you know, same connection. But I think back in the seventies, it definitely was like a much bigger
1: connection. Well, And especially since, like, the Florida Citrus Commission could cover any Florida brands of orange juice, you know what I mean? So it's all of them paying into one Mm -hmm. to get this overall advertisement, which I know in my, like, marketing and advertising classes, we kind of talked about the difference between, like, an overall... Uh, like topic like orange juice, grapes, like things like that, where they all go. Yeah, dairy, where dairy they all go into one. it like the, as like the got milk campaign. Yes, exactly. Like got mm-hmm. milk because that that helps any milk brand, mm-hmm. and they can all put into that versus yeah. just trying to focus on Florida's natural orange juice or I don't know Tropicana. I don't know if they're Floridian, but anyway, you know so. what I mean. Yeah, I think so um so yeah, I feel like. For them, I guess they were making their money back on having the stands in the parks and then hopefully making money at the stands around the state when people would come visit. But yeah, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Disney knew we need to keep control of this bird. We'll make it for him, but we're going to own it.
0: (laughs) I think it's also really cool. So the merch went far beyond the parks. And that was the thing when I was looking into stuff from the archives was that it seems like a lot of the merch wasn't initially in the parks. Like a lot more Mm. of the merch was not like if you're looking for vintage. You know, orange bird merchandise, it's more likely to find, um, like. FCC merchandise yeah sold outside of the parks and in other places but the Sherman Brothers did write six songs for the Orange Bird album the album yeah so cute um and I thought that was really cool I actually got to watch a video and and forgive me I don't remember which of the Sherman Brothers it was and I don't want to be wrong but he was saying like I think it's probably Richard yeah he was like saying how it was so crazy how this little bird basically in (laughs) a huffle and shuffle of things just like disappeared for 25 years and it was so cool for him to come back um and so in 19 oh I also wanted to say in 1980 so again before he was gone before we go into the return of the orange bird we had all of this merch all around Florida we had the walk around character um we had what else the the
1: tropical serenade we yes and then in Disney Terrace yeah, and then in Disney Springs, back then it was Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village. He was over at Captain's Tower, which is now, like, the pin traders. The, oh, I that's think it's so Star cute. Wars I did tra- not see yeah. that. So oh, can he had- see
0: her face right now, guys. She looks so <laughs> small. <smung. laughs> no, I don't.
1: No, I don't. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's just a little blip. Like, if you read any article about Orange yeah. Bird, it's, like, one sentence. They're like, Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village. Now Disney Springs even had a stand uh, you know, for Orange Bird there. And I think I saw some pictures of him outside of there. So oh, maybe sometimes so he would He'd go over there. there. Yeah. But I think that was must have also been owned by the Florida Citrus Commission.
0: Yeah, so, absolutely. And then in the nineteen eighties, mm-hmm. um, in nineteen eighty, they released Food and Fun, a nutrition adventure, starring Orange yeah. Bird. And I think he was in two little movies like that where basically he, you know, it was put into schools, which I thought is yeah. was very Disney. You know, because yeah. we see from World War II, there were a lot of pieces of things like that that Walt would produce. And so I, I thought that was really Disney that he was included in something like that. And that's yeah. so cool because that reaches like any public school Tons in America. Of people. Like, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And it's crazy that he just disappeared for so long and people forgot who. I don't I keep calling him a he. He's probably it's probably a yeah, they. Yeah, he's
1: a he. I think he's, he's a, a boy. I think he's a he. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe he's a they. But Maybe he's um a they. well what's know. interesting about the his 1980s the food and fun a nutritional adventure and then the other one he did is that those were his first like solo things mm-hmm. that he did because everything else was with Anita Bryant since she was like the singer of the the orange bird song mm-hmm. and she was like the narrator and all of that. So And again
0: it's so crazy like this yeah. little bird created for marketing. Yeah like this whole thing everything I feel like this has been the easiest video to talk about the marketing because pretty much everything goes back to marketing yeah no you know is crazy
1: well and I feel like it was very much in like the vibe of what Walt would have done at that time Mm -hmm. like trying to sell the the citrus commission on helping with you know the park to be like oh we'll create this character for yeah. you it'll be exciting people are going to want to come see it, and it so was. I love people that like it. yeah so I love that like even after he passed and like they went on with his dream project and there's still aspects like the orange bird that was there from opening day that had that same kind of energy as back when he did like the World's Fair and all that other stuff where he yeah. really just tried to add as much value as he could, but still was strategic about getting the attractions moved to his parks after and things like that. So um, yeah, I, I think it's really cool. It's It definitely just goes to show that they are strategic about finding a way to make things work to their advantage because here we are now well i think it decades also made later. and this
0: might be i mean again this is totally yeah. a personal opinion yeah. but i feel like mm-hmm. it, back in the day like you probably didn't come to florida just for disney like now it's a whole vacation but i feel yeah. like back in the 70s you know you could do a couple things and then maybe you would also do some other things around Florida so I feel like making I don't know like it linked Disney to Florida like when you come to Florida for a vacation you should come to Walt Disney World and I don't know again that might just be me like my dad always tells me about his trips when you know my family owned property down here and he would come Mm -hmm. with my grandparents and how they would come to go to Florida. And he would, yeah. you know, have the Florida orange juice and stay with his grandparents. And then for a day or two, they'd go to Disney. Um, and so I feel like it was really smart of them to kind of connect Disney with Florida. A and part Florida of Florida. Vacations. Such and a big part yeah, of Florida. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was really, really smart. Oranges
1: yeah yeah I will agree with that I know my mom came to Disney like within the first year of it opening and they said the drive was so long so they didn't have interstates back Mm -hmm. then it probably took two days to get there and um they did do some other stuff they went to they only went to Disney one day my grandparents were like oh do you want to go again and they're like no and I was like I would have gone a second day what is wrong with y'all but um they ended up going I think to bush gardens after or whatever Mm -hmm. that I guess it was a zoo back then I don't really know but they did a few things while they were there because they drove you know 600 700 miles to get there um so yeah i i believe that i'd be curious to ask my mom if they remember the orange bird or yeah. like stopping and at one of the another centers. thing i just
0: i literally just googled this but sea world opened in 1973 and i think we don't talk oh, like back in that time yeah, SeaWorld wow. was it like people yeah. loved 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 going to sea world um yeah. And so that was another thing in the area. You know what I mean? So I feel like it wasn't as much like, oh, you're going to Orlando? Like, you have to go to – obviously, you're going to go to Disney. Like – It was still so new. Yeah, it was not. It was still so new. Another thing I want to talk about, just because I don't know if we'll ever have a chance to talk about it in another episode. It's kind of like a side tangent. Um, But I am obsessed with the Adventureland Veranda. And I don't think it was a part of that Sunshine Pavilion in Adventureland that the Orange Bird was connected with. Mm -hmm. But the Adventureland Veranda was open on opening day. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was a quick service location. And a lot of people think it's basically so Jungle Skipper Canteen, the Jungle Navigation Co. Skipper Mm -hmm. Canteen, which opened in 2015. um, Even when you look on like Disney official sites, it says that it was located there. But it really wasn't. It was located where Club 33 is now so a little bit over and it wasn't big enough to be I don't think both of them I really wish there's not a lot of pictures about it but being that you know I used to work at Club 33 that was like my home location was the one in Magic Kingdom I'm obsessed with the Adventureland veranda so it opened on October 1st 1971 they had things like teriyaki burgers and a sweet and sour pineapple hot dog and all this different stuff um and so it Kikoman you know the soy sauce is like the big soy sauce Mm -hmm. brand and they became the sponsor October 5th 1977 and then that location stayed open until 1994 so it was open (gasps) for a long time and I feel like people just forget about it so again I feel like we always say this if we have listeners and anyone has (laughs) been there if anyone listens to this and has been there or remembers anything or has pictures and I think it's so crazy because it's one of those things like we would never take pictures in a random quick service location now yeah you know but then once it's uh, gone, like I guess for I know. us, I think of the electric umbrella. When I was working at yes. Epcot, I went on its last few days and ate on the upstairs area and I was yeah, like, Wow, this is really that's my about whole to be gone. Um But this place is obviously really special to me because it's where, you know, Club 33 is located now. And I worked in this space. And so for years it was just used for special events, character meet and greet, storage. And then in 2015, obviously, the Jungle Skipper Canteen opened. Mm -hmm. And then a few years later, you know, Club 33 opened as well. And again, that's not top secret information the locations of the clubs yeah, it's obvious where it is it's obvious but if you look I still don't share any information that I wasn't supposed to share when yeah, I was on yeah, yeah. the team um when I was on the team, I never told anybody that I worked there, just because I feel like it opened a can of worms. But
1: it's true; I she was very secretive about it.
0: I still do not share anything that I wasn't allowed to share, and the locations we are allowed to share because the touch points are anybody can see them. The yeah. logo is on the touch points. Say thirty three. Um, yeah. Exactly. So that's not that's not private or or hidden information. Um, yeah. But yeah, if anyone's been there, I have um, a link to the menu in 1994. I just thought it was so cool. And it was over in that Adventureland area. And I was just feeling nostalgic
1: about opening day Adventureland. Um, but it's just like you said, um, back in the day, they were not taking pictures of every single little thing. And mm-mm. if they were, they had a film camera and the lighting might not have been good or they didn't get I the remember So it's so crazy. Working Some at Disney, things... one of my
0: favorite things to do was to go through like files of like his historical files of pictures whenever I had time and just to like look through stuff that like thankfully they randomly took a picture of I don't know if you remember but I believe it was the 25th anniversary of food and wine they really came out with the hand witch which was a sandwich from like opening Epcot and like I wish I I wish I want to dive into that one day and maybe we can do a whole episode on a hand witch because it was so cool um but anyway back to the orange bird my (laughs) tangent of (laughs) Of the Adventureland <laughs> veranda, which I will literally, I don't know why I love it so much. Well,
1: because it, it you have a special connection to it since that yeah. was your I home. Wish, I wish I could hear more Club about it. Like, I've only been
0: able to find the menu from 1994, and it yeah. didn't, so that was the last year. So it didn't yeah, in so that year wasn't. have the, um, sour sweet and sour pineapple hot dog on the menu but there's two reasons I want to know more about that stupid hot dog because one I want to know that it really existed and I want to try to recreate it two I wonder if it's anything like the pineapple hot dog the sweet and sour pineapple hot dog that's currently in Epcot oh so in the front of Epcot been- so for flower and garden for the last few years because I remember my mom tried this hot dog so this was you know at least like four years ago at this point they've had yeah. at the pineapple promenade that sweet and spicy pineapple hot dog so it sounds like it could be yeah. very similar to this hot dog that was popular you know in way the parks back way back when and mm-hmm. I would just love to know because I think that would be so cool um but yeah totally random totally totally no random, I love again, that though 'Cause open there's something.
1: The yeah, there's some things that I mean, the park was open for over two decades before I even got to go. And yeah. that I think that's why I love the the Since the World Began book that I know we both have that mm-hmm. is all about the parks basically in the nineties, but they have a lot of history about before. And then the photos of especially of places like Epcot that park is completely transformed uh, I compared to what it looks Epcot like there book. the pictures
0: in there I don't Ugh. know if you have this I have a book and I need to make a little video for Instagram of all my Epcot yeah. merchandise because I yeah. have just so much but it's the book that they sold on opening day at Epcot and it has pictures oh, of each pavilions I and details one. about each but I found it on eBay for like I've had so much good luck on eBay okay give
1: me I found the it title for like $15 I don't even.
0: I think it's just like Epcot Center but I'll, I'll oh, send okay, you a picture cool. yeah um but it's really cool. Anyway, yes, Kate and I are I such nerds. For. But I, 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 I this tangent. I just love opening day Adventureland, and I love just the small little things like that. I love, and we've talked about this before. Um, in maps in the Disney guidebooks, they had really detailed information. So I'm yes. wondering if I can find an old one. Obviously, the ones from the first year are going to be expensive. But I can find if I can find them from a little later, like a guide to Magic Kingdom or a map. I'm hoping I'll be able to find out more information about the Adventureland night- veranda. I
1: I have my 1971 to 1973 Magic Kingdom map. No, I think it just has that. attractions, mm-hmm. but I should look on there and see if they have food places. Because that one's,
0: like, really pretty. But you know how now mm-hmm. we have the maps and the yeah. guidebooks that more have, detailed like, more details and, about, like, mm-hmm. where you can yeah. eat. And so yeah. I've, I really want to find – it. literally, if we have listeners, I know we would say that. If we have <laughs> listeners and if you know anything they about this Adventureland veranda. <laughs> Let us know. So back to the orange bird. Yeah, okay. Back to why we're here. We're um, back. So back in 2011, the fall of 2011, the Tiki Room returned to the Enchanted Tiki Room name.
1: From the, uh, wasn't the one it with Under manager? Yes, yes, which uh, I wish yeah, I had to Zazu see. with Zazu. I would have loved or that. Iog. Yeah, oh, I used to go Not see it far. whenever I was there. What D- is Jafar's name? Uh, Iyagu. Iyagu, yes. Y- Iago y- and um, Zazu, Yeah. So I—that's actually the one I grew up on because mm-hmm. I think they changed it to that in mm-hmm. the late '90s. So that's the only time I would have remembered riding it, but or, or experiencing it. Riding it, it. It's, it's she did it again. People. Not a ride; <laughs> um, it's an attraction. But um, but yeah, and then they switched it back. But um, we can't forget to talk about the 2004 comeback of orange bird
0: oh see i didn't find anything about you didn't li- no i didn't find anything about him till 2012 oh, sure. and they were talking about like it was a 25 year hiatus see all right oh, well sis. again here she is with a smug face everyone i well, wish you could see her right now.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> that's the thing though it's like there's so little about it basically what happened was um in 2004 for japan's annual orange day which is april 14th oh, um tokyo disneyland decided for marketing and promotional purposes, to include the orange bird in their merchandise. Okay, wait, I
0: did hear somebody say something randomly on TikTok of all places, and they were like, yeah, the orange bird disappeared until Tokyo, and I was like, oh, it must have just been, I assumed, like, oh, after 2012, when they saw ours, they, like, brought him back. No. Because Tokyo is actually where Spike the Bee is came from back
1: as well not where yeah. he's from oh but, but how where he came, he came back, back. Okay. and well so- yeah so basically basically like most things in disney merchandise situations we all know tokyo disneyland is behind so much of the drive so basically it. they ha- they put out this like sheet of all these like orange bird products you could buy and apparently the the P- tokyo disneyland guests loved it and his popularity was unstoppable from that point and i guess once disney saw the excitement from him over there where people literally probably would not have experienced him Mm -hmm. at all unless they came in like the 80s and 70s to Disney World they decided to go ahead and put him back in Walt Disney World and that's why in 2012 they put up the little orange bird statue in the new sunshine tree. Terrace um which was over they put it yeah. back for
0: 2012 for the 40th yes. anniversary of Walt Disney World they put the little orange bird back and they mm-hmm. renamed it the Sunshine Tree Terrace over where again. we now yeah. know as Aloha Isle um mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool I watched a couple of videos and when they brought him back from the hiatus and the Imagineers again they talked about how they remember the orange bird from when they were kids and yeah. they were so excited to work on him they actually found the original figurines and that's what they made everything off of in the archives they found the um. Original Orange Bird oh, yeah. figurines, um and that's when they made him for the 40th anniversary. um
1: And they made it a big to do, like Orange Bird comes home, yeah, Sunshine Tree Terrace, you mm-hmm. know. So it was a great promotional opportunity for them. I'm sure it brought a lot of people. So since cute. it was the 40th, a lot of people that probably went as kids in the 70s yeah. and early 80s. Well, I think they that's probably such a special thing, like. Back.
0: Orange Bird did great in Tokyo because he's cute. And we know that they like the market over there for just cute merchandise. They have the best merchandise. Um, But I think here in Walt Disney World, there's so much of a chance to infuse nostalgia into marketing because there are so many things. I I think mostly at Epcot because I I feel nostalgia for Epcot for a time that I didn't even get to go there. I don't feel it as much with Magic Kingdom, but I definitely think that Orange Bird is one of those pieces that, um, that just works and i think for marketing nostalgia is is just huge so i think the orange bird has only gotten better
1: Oh yeah. Over time. He's, he's definitely come back full force. They, we know all the merchandise they put out for him, especially for the festival. And it makes sense. I mean, springtime, you're thinking about mm-hmm. fruit, vegetables, flowers. I mean, he fits right back, back into the theme, but you have to think there's a whole younger generation that doesn't even know where he came from. They just no. think, like you said, at Tokyo Disneyland, he's cute. But the, I think Disneyland, that's so cute,
0: cool. Like exactly. Cool. Yeah. I think yeah. it's so cool because people will now remember him like, oh my gosh, I remember when I went to Flower and Garden. Leaf. and yeah. yeah, exactly. And they just came <laughs> out. I mean, he is really they have a shoulder buddy of him now yes. and he is on like He's every crazy. single piece of merchandise from the they festival this year in yes i was just gonna say it's i don't yeah. know if you've seen it in person yet but it is so so cute um i, love it. I actually want to buy i think I want to buy a Spike the Bee piece because I was going to buy one last year, but the festival,
1: the whole thing. Oh, yeah. But I
0: I want to buy everything Orange Bird. Like, they have Orange Bird ears, and they're just, Mm -hmm. it's so cute. Yeah, they put those
1: out this year, I saw. I love to see um, the love um, for him. Annual pass holders, we have an Orange Bird magnet coming to us soon. It was actually, did
0: you know that marketing technique was created Mm -hmm. by my roommate?
1: I did know that. The, mag- but the, the, audience, magnets, the did audience did not said know that. We should All have her on listening. one day. Yeah.
0: Um, but my roommate is is a pretty cool person too, and the magnets. She's she's humble about it, but uh, she helps. Yeah. Think of that, which I think is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I love the magnets. I like like I've told her. I mean, that is such a genius marketing technique, and me personally. I love anything Disney I can show off. So my entire fridge is covered with those things. And, and I, think the, I think I think it's cute enough. how
0: they've updated them with like Mickey in a different art style for the art yes. festivals or Figment yeah. or whatever. But I know last year they did have a Donald Duck and Spike the I Bee know. one. And Donald oh. Duck and Spike the Bee, I have to do like an episode on Donald you Duck know? and Spike the Bee. Because literally the crazy part is I swear to you no one else knows this story. Like I kind of feel like I since I mean my my team my old team at Epcot knows the story but literally like like I am the owner of this story of how he came back of how like
1: yeah
0: because I literally dug in and did so much research into people in the company to find like it is the craziest most amazing story and I just have so much passion for Spike the bee because of it and. I don't know. I hope one day they share it somehow because it was, it was really, really an incredible piece. If um, they don't,
1: you need to. Cause that's really cool. I just, I see him around and I'm like, Oh, they just have another little character for flower. Yeah, and Garden. that's the thing. Like, like, I, I want to share it so you know? bad,
0: but I don't know. Like I learned all of that information while I was there. I, anybody who mm-hmm. knows me knows, like I have such an appreciation for my time with the, with working yeah, with yeah, the company yeah. and I never want to like share anything. I mean, it was going to be published, but it wasn't. So yeah. I don't want to steal anyone's thunder. I don't know I guess I could ask but I literally just want to tell everyone this story like it is seriously the most incredible story and was one of my very favorite things I ever got to work on
1: Well, fast forward a period of time when Josie can finally tell the story and come back and listen to the episode where she tells us about it. I hope so.
0: But yeah, I think I mean, that's pretty much everything I have on.
1: That's really it for me, too. I will say that, you know, with his comeback and everything they've put they have like two displays outside of Disney um, for him at the McKay archives in at Florida Southern College and then also at um, Orange County Regional History. Museum oh, in Orlando I mean, exactly. Florida well, want to go visit those next they time both you come, have displays yeah Maybe, and the they probably have, like, yeah bunch of old merchandise and yeah it, that's what I was gonna say it's all old merchandise so I feel like if you really like for people like us who like want to get as nostalgic as we possibly can for something that we weren't even born yet mm-hmm. but we are passionate about it we can go there and look at the display cases where they have like the old merchandise and things like that. I'm gonna I think we should end this
0: episode with what do you think is better Dole Whip or Citrus? I
1: was thinking that too. Oh my gosh. And I think we're on different sides of that. Yeah we are.
0: I definitely even though okay wait a minute. Oh my gosh wait this was after 2012 for sure but I remember Mm -hmm. one year Disney did every year they do something different for like they can't call it March Madness because that's owned by basketball. Yeah. But they can call it like March Magic and they had these shirts where it was like it was a bracket of things from Walt Disney World and things from Disneyland bursting each other. And they made a whole line of merch. And I don't think they still do it. I think they did it for a couple of years, but I don't think they do it anymore. And they had shirts and they had... Dole Whip versus Citrus Swirl. Ooh, and it had like the me. original logos. It was so cool. So I have the Dole Whip one because my dad was a Citrus Swirl guy and so I had to get it for him and I wanted him to ha- us to have the opposing shirts. Oh, um but yeah. it has like the year on the back. They're so cute. I have to find oh, it and I, I, I have to, to ask it. him for a picture. Um but that was really cool and it was really cool to see them like head to head. I say Citrus Swirl. I think they're so good. I think anything orange is so good. Um yeah. I think the I like Dole Whip, but mm-hmm. I just think it's too much pineapple. Even when I get it mixed with the, with the vanilla, it's just mm. too much pineapple for me. I don't know.
1: See, and I'm somebody who, if I get a snowball or a... Um, like frozen yogurt or something. I always go for like a fruity flavor mm-hmm. over like a creamy or sweet flavor. Actually, before I even tried Dole Whip, there was a place called Orange Leaf here that sells frozen yogurt, and I always got pineapple. Mm-hmm. And it's basically Dole Whip. So I was eating Dole Whip for years without realizing it. Yeah. Um. But it, doesn't the citrus citrus swirl get swirled with like ice cream? Like that's part of the reason yes, I wouldn't. But like
0: I think it. you can get it by itself now. I don't Maybe know I'll because that was a itself. whole thing with my dad was he always would ask them like can I get it without the ice cream and they were like sometimes they would let him but other times they were like no we can't like yeah sometimes (laughs) they were like no we have to swirl it like that's the way it comes out of the machine but then sometimes they would let him get it that way and they were like oh Mm. yeah like we do that for people with dairy allergy or you know whatever oh yeah good Um, point Now I think you can get just the citrus part of the citrus swirl. That is how my dad likes it. And personally, I kind of like it. I don't know why I love orange, but I don't love, like, creamsicle. So I do like that.
1: So, see, I think that maybe next time I go, I'll see about doing that. Because I usually just pass it up because I know that I like Dole whip and I like wait. So, have you have never had flavor. a citrus swirl? No, Paris has gotten our friend what? Paris has gotten one before. While I got my okay, so the next whip. time you
0: come, we're yeah. gonna go, we're, so gonna, we're gonna get, gonna get go citrus and swirls, it. and then we're gonna <laughs> leave and go to those little museums and look at old I can't orange wait. bird merch. And that's it. <laughs>
1: well, that's it. So, I guess bird date. <laughs> that's it. An orange bird date. <laughs> yeah. Bye, everybody.